a mild flirtation. Would would what we're doing right now be considered that? Are we are we flir- are we flirting with our words right now? Oh, I really hope not. I I got to tell you, my my ability to flirt on purpose very underdeveloped. My ability to detect flirtation similarly stunted. So it could be. Maybe that's going to be the appeal of this podcast. I mean, according to you, I'm flirting 24-7 and I don't even notice it. Well, yeah, you're nice and you give intense attention to people that you've just met. How is that flirting? That's just being a person. No, Evan. No, it's not. (sighs) It's being you. I don't like... I don't want to bone all the people I meet. I just want to be like, hey, how's it going? You can't argue with the results. I I haven't boned all the people that I meet. No, no, but you've given them all that impression. Oh, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Weird Question Podcast. I am with your god of odd, as always, Connor. Yes. And I am your host, Evan. This is the smartest icebreakers from the dumbest dudes. Uh, So yeah, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you don't know how to handle small talk and don't want to just rely on the weather, which has, you know, thanks to global warming, never been any different than hot, uh, here's a way to start a conversation, have a couple of laughs, and honestly, it's just an excuse for the two of us to stay in touch. Yeah, no, for sure. If you have that forgettable, forgettable, forgettable face. If people always want to know, are you Joe? Are you Jim? No, I'm sorry. That was, those are, that, I, my stats, everything made me think that was the likeliest chance of getting your name correct. In that case, I just don't know who you are. Dazzle them. Make them have sparkles in their eyes with your fantastic starting questions provided by yours truly cool beans yeah and so before we get into any of the fun stuff i have to ask you the most important question of the podcast how have you been uh i've been really good i've been out here visiting in the pacific northwest in actual physical meat space with evan it's been a good time brought our partners together enjoying each other's company it's wet it's dank it's damp it's lovely i miss it it's so dry, so hot in Minneapolis. It's much nicer to be out here. That again, that's it. Why we- did, yeah, why weather, did, weather. Yeah. Why did we choose to start a podcast to but, stay in touch? And once again, you're still not fucking telling me anything about your life. But, I understand that we spent the past three days together, but you're still not. You're not following through with the. Um, mission statement of our podcast you know the little plaque that was up on high school walls when they're like we need to teach people how to be young adults and give money to society and i don't know i i didn't pay attention in school so but this time the weather feels good that is what's going on in my life it's the weather i miss it i miss this weather this weather is good it's weather i guess i'm not used to it i've gotten unused to it i don't know it's just nice it's just the right amount of gloomy and bright at the same time. Does that does that come with a little more depth? I'm just going to tell you about my week because it's been a fucking week, all right? All right, man. So I don't know how, like, we talked last Saturday, I think it was. And then the next day, Sunday, was the longest fucking day of my life in a long time. Oh, you've so, had long, long days before. Yeah, but this one was a good one. It started good, at least. Um, I got... I, my partner found out that there are just local to Seattle uh, folk punk bands, and one of them was doing a house show, and I said, yeah, I'm going to that. So I went I went to that, and I ended up seeing um, a couple of local acts. Um, the first one was a dude named Dr. Rocket. Ooh. Uh, I enjoyed him the least, unfortunately. Uh, his sound was kind of like a mix of surf rock and, like, 50s music. It was fine. It was just, I don't know. It's not the style that I like. It was a little bit too dreamy, kind of Beach Boys, Pet Shop Boys kind of thing. I, I don't know. I've never actually listened to the Pet Shop Boys. I just think they're in that vein, but that might just be boys being at the end of it. Well, I'll tell you, it sounds like a nice nice break. Not, yeah. not something you would normally expect. Sort of a, I, I don't know if I'd say palate cleanser, but just kind of a nice little, ooh, I wasn't expecting any of that today. Thank you, Dr. Rocket, even though you're not my thing. Yeah, no, I... I I think there is definitely value in his music and 
Um, I encourage all of our two listeners to go check out the bands that I'm going to mention because I am a firm believer in supporting local and especially if that means uh, smaller music because we need to keep scenes alive because Ticketmaster is eating things alive and it's it's really kind of crappy for artists in this day and age and we we need to foster this community so uh dr rocket all the bands are on like Bandcamp and spotify and stuff um i don't know if i'll put the things in the description i might i might not i don't know future evan is uh an enigma to me but in addition to uh dr rocket uh the next act was one that i was really excited for which was a an artist named mikey muffins Yes, and Mikey it, Muffins. I have been treated to the musical stylings of Mikey Muffins this entire weekend. Yeah, uh, his stuff is really good. Um, he is, I don't know, just this little dude who plays uh, ukulele, but also makes it kind of like rocky and, well, folk punky. It, it was great. He opens up the set and he goes, yeah, don't let the beeps and boops fool you. I like to go hard. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool because I got to see a bunch of, uh, you know, little teenage punks uh, moshing in a backyard. And I was like, yes, this is this is what I'm here for. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed Mikey's set. I thought he really crushed it. And um, like, I think something like got fucked up with the computer on the last song. So he just did it. He just like went away from from the um, stage and the mic setup and everything just walked into the middle of the lawn and everyone surrounded him as he did an acoustic um kind of intimate song and it was really cool now that's a professional that's yeah. somebody he rolling with the punches taking what he can get i appreciate that yeah i and i ended up buying um his cd and uh, it was like a merch bundle that's why you saw the mikey muffins bullshit that i now have because again supporting people um excuse me and the cool thing is he was so fucking excited about the buttons that he made um <laughs> you love somebody who loves their own yeah. merch that much and it, it's because it was great because um the button was i went to a mikey muffins show and all i got was this sister wife sex strike button and that leads me into the final band sister wife sex strike they are a um female duo uh guitarist banjo player and they just do some crusty folk punk tunes and they fucking rocked it was their it was their house that we were actually at oh um got to meet them uh their names are moth and pigeon they're very cool girls um if you're ever getting a chance to see them check them out they're very fun they do a good set um the thing that i really enjoyed was their neighbors actually showed up and instead of being like you know turn this racket down or you know calling the cops as you know some neighbors do like the lady brought her child and they just fucking partied the whole time and um the crowd started a chant for the mom and then a chant for the kid and kept throwing the kid up in the air and just had a whole hell of a time it was it was really fun hard to say who the better neighbor is in that story the people providing great music or the chill neighbor who is happy to have great music provided to them yeah it's it, it's just it's really you know my old crusted punk heart it just was felt happy it's like the grinch growing three sizes that day <laughs> that uh, soft nougaty filling inside yeah. every punk so that was really cool came home told my partner she's like i'm tired i'm going to bed i'm like dope i will join you and then the insomnia hit um i don't know if you know this about me but i don't sleep good i haven't for years um, so I was like, all right, well, fuck, I'm not going to just toss and turn and 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 just really frustrate the fuck out of Leah and keep her awake. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go lie on the couch. I'm going to play some, uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker as I had this conversation with you last week. And, um, just kind of like wait for the Sandman to come and bury me in his sand. I don't know. I think the Sandman technically rubs it into your eyes just deep deep like like really exfoliating those corneas i think he would do a better job if he just like choked me until i passed out and then i would like actually sleep because yep. like at least i'm unconscious at that point because it's fucking nothing's happening before then he, he would but they don't call him the strangle man they call him the sandman all right uh, who's the band that did mr sandman uh ba 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 heaven i gotta tell you before my time well, it's on my iPod and I, I can't find it. So anyway, I'm lying there and it's like 
one thirty in the morning at this point. I'm just like, okay. And then all of a sudden I hear the shower turn on. I'm like, what? I didn't see Leah come out of the bedroom. Is it, is it our cat Diego? Cause he loves the bathroom for whatever reason. He's a big water boy. It's like, did he fucking turn on the shower? Like what's going on? So spooky. I get up, I start walking and then uh, the room that we're currently in is my office. And I look over and I see that my closet is pouring rain. So I just bust into the bedroom like, Leo, our closet is raining. I need your help. So right there, if you look right behind you. I'm turning my chair right now, yep. folks. Like just the whole thing, just pouring rain, that entire corner, just sopping wet, everything. Oh. So it's 1.30 in the morning. We're taking we're taking all of the towels we're dampening everything up we're holding it. it's like what the fuck is going on like we're looking for busted pipes there's there's nothing on the roof there's no like bowing or anything it's like what what is happening here this is insane um then we hear our upstairs neighbors going on and you know like tramping around like okay it's definitely something on them like what the fuck happened to them i hope everything's okay so i text my landlord um and he goes Oh, I think it's my roommate's aquarium that sprung a leak. Oh. I was like, okay, cool. So you don't live with him, so he's not your roommate. So <laughs> for starters, you're lying. Secondly, what the fuck? Do something about this, dude. Like, how, how do you how do you know about this at 1.30 in the morning enough to say, oh, that's obviously what's going on, but not enough to have already taken care of the problem? Yeah, so we're just like furious at this point it's like our landlord is useless like i feel bad for our neighbors but also like how the fuck do you not notice enough of a leak that it comes through the fucking floor like i i their room must be flooded um but then um i kept getting a bunch of texts i'm like i'm not fucking responding to you at three o'clock in the morning like i'm sorry but like do your job or shut up uh, so I look at the thing in the morning and it's like, oh yeah, and I'll send someone tomorrow to make sure like all the dryness is done. I haven't seen him or anyone. It's like, you know, why am I giving you money? Landlords are only responsible for a couple of things. And one of them is spontaneous water where it's not supposed to be. Yeah, this apartment had black mold for months and he has yet to check anything for that. Mm. Our kitchen uh, heater flooded when uh the seattle freeze happened a little i mean what six months ago at this point whenever december was so it's just like it's par for the course it's very frustrating um but yeah it's it's been a long it's been a long week uh and that was just one fucking day connor support support your local music scene do not support your local landlords yes squatters rights are human rights um and that's 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 day one yeah. And then I've just been angry ever since. And then you showed up and I've only gotten angrier since. Yeah. Yeah. But a different angry an anger that you can exercise into a podcast. Yes. Um, so I don't really have anything more to say about my life. I don't want to dox us. Uh, I feel like you had so many more things to say than I did. I mean, I'm still really, really riding the tears of the kingdom train. Uh, aside from that, gosh, I, I must be more interesting than this. I mean, you're not. That's why we have this podcast of, like, how to have interesting conversations. If only there were something I could do. Like, uh, that's a four. A four. Oh, I love this question. Connor, what is your most aesthetically pleasing word? I have, I have something ready for this. Oh. It may not. Maybe this is going to be surprising to you, but I've thought about words before. Okay, you're a fucking nerd. My most aesthetically pleasing word is persiflage. Okay, um, besides the horrible spike with that P that we just got, <laughs> what is persiflage? Persiflage is a light bantering style of conversation, uh, sort of a mild flirtation. Would would what we're doing right now be considered that? Are we are we flir- are we flirting with our words right now? Oh, I really hope not. I, I got to tell you, my my ability to flirt on purpose, very underdeveloped. My ability to detect flirtation, similarly stunted. So it could be. Maybe that's going to be the appeal of this podcast. I mean, according to you, I'm flirting 24-7 and I don't even notice it. Well, yeah, you're nice and you give intense attention to people that you've just met. How is that flirting? That's just being a person. 
No, Evan. No, it's not. <laughs> it's being you. I don't like. I don't want to bone all the people I meet. I just want to be like, hey, how's it going? You can't argue with the results. I do. I haven't boned all the people that I meet. No, no, but you've given them all that impression. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so what is aesthetically pleasing about persiflage? Well, first off, it's got the je, which is a criminally underutilized sound in the English language. Is, is that the Z-H when you're looking at the pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or the, like, a really fancy J is really how I think about it in my head. But I'm sure the thing that you said will make more sense to people. I mean, how many people look at the pronunciation on words? Like, I don't, and I'm, a, I'm an English major. I do writing for a living, and I don't look at that shit. I'm just like, words, dog. Fair enough. Well, aside from the je, which is very important, just the the jumping right into it with, a, with the puh right up front really strong into a nice long soft sort of uh easygoing ursiflage it just flows very nicely okay cool what about you what's no, uh what tell me tell me about your aesthetics i actually really like this answer for yours because your is more of an auditory experience why you find it aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. um i like many other dudes only care about what's on the outside the inside can go away as long as it's like solid outside as long as you're you know handsome or pretty like that's what i want give me give me that goodness um i i really like the word real r-e-a-l because okay. if you write it in cursive, it is just a smooth series of loop-de-loops. And ah. it's just kind of like this really fun, fluid roller coaster ride of a word. More of a more of a visual word. Yeah, because like if you're if you're writing it, you know, print, it's not really doing a whole lot. Like, yeah, you're still all rounded, but that L is just kind of um just a stick. Yeah. But if you're actually going in script. And, you know, that's when you kind of, like, do that marriage between uh, print and script with the R, where you're not doing, like, the weird, stupid cursive, but you're kind of just, like, doing the regular R, but, like, making it connect to the next word when you're like, I don't know how to write Mm. cursive, but I'm going to just kind of pretend by making these guys go loop-de-loop. I just, I don't know why, I just kept writing real a lot one day. I'm like, that's a really pretty word. Because I, too, am a stupid dude whose brain just latches onto really weird things. And it's like, yeah, I think words are cool. You know, we need to bring cursive back. Not for any of the reasons that everybody else says that we should bring cursive back, of which I know none. The reason what we should bring <laughs> cursive back for is right around that like very vulnerable time in high school where you're trying to figure out how do I appeal to people? Who am I exactly? Uh, and just have a like a small underground sort of like students teaching each other like, hey, did you know that you can write in a fuckable way? Do you want words to make people horny? Let's get let's get some erotic penmanship going. You know what you don't get in Go- in Google Mail? You don't get uh, script font. You just get Calibri. Here's here's a serif, baby. Yeah, get tap into it. This is this is script that's worth adding a dab of perfume to. You put that in somebody's locker, they have to decode it for days. All right, so I guess my follow-up question now is, so since the digital age version is called sexting, what what is the horny version of writing love letters? Like, because expli- I, I assume with modern day sensibilities and just kind of like the not not to sound like a hippie but the free love you know whereas physical intimacy doesn't have the kind of weight that and like societal blah that you have back when people were writing writing script i'm I'm catholic what do you want from me (laughs) i i'm living in sin right now it's, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We it, had to get in. It just you it just what? happens. I I I I sleep next to a woman. I'm sorry. We're we're eliminate. I can feel our potential audience shrinking. Um, but yeah, no. Like, what what would what? I guess what would Gen Z call horny writing? Gosh, uh, it's so outdated. Lust letters. Point. Lust letters is pretty good. I do love the alliteration going on there. 
I want to I want to I want to jam seduction into it somewhere. Scriptduction sounds more like uh, teaching somebody how to write in a really boring way. Like you go deeper into your dreams and now you can write fancy. That can't be right. Oh shoot, I had one. Um oh, instead of penmanship, it's pornmanship. Pornmanship. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that really gets gets the point across. Bring back pornmanship. Bring back pornmanship. Twenty 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 three. Hang on, I gotta write it down. Uh Evan is real. Connor is how do you spell persiflage? P E R S I F L A G E. Dope. Roll them dice. All right, up next is uh, the exact same roll is instead 25. 25, going down to 2.5. You can eat and digest one material. What is it? Ooh, I recognize this question. Yeah, we we asked this one at your your bachelor party. Yeah. God, it's been three years since we had this idea, and... (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Finally doing it. Three years later. Slow and steady wins the race, baby. That's right. After you talk about your favorite dinosaurs, you ask if you can eat and digest one material, what is it? I got I to go with plastic. It's got to be plastic. I'm. There's too much plastic. We got to just, like we were talking about it recently, we just got to send, send people who can digest plastic out onto those like garbage barges, like the not like the like actual boats that ship garbage but like the weird like icebergs of, of garbage junk yep. that are just floating and just fucking buffet down you know maybe that's my answer to the uh food competition question is plastic i'm going to i'm going to eat more plastic <laughs> than anybody <laughs> ever <laughs> fuck me yeah that is that is a talent that i think not even the guinness book of world records will touch yeah so i i just think um there's so much plastic going around and like I've got so much plastic in my house so that if I ever like start starving in like a world war situation where like trade lines are cut down, electricity is gone. It's like, well, I don't need to look at my partner and it's like, okay, I'm not going to cut you up and eat you. I'm going to go cut up and eat this um, plastic that I've got these bags and uh, figurines and uh, video game controllers because I'm just looking around my rooms like what's plastic in here? A lot of things. I do. I do think plastic is a very versatile way to approach this. Right? It, it does have the eco-friendly message attached to it. But the things that you can do with plastic and like the like you could spin a plastic bag into plastic spaghetti, plaschetti. That would be a delight just slurping up zip ties like if you're ever if you're ever in like a like someone abducted you situation you just like fucking chomp chomp your wrists and you're like i got you that's right that's right uh and i gotta tell you i'm feeling exactly the same way i want i want plastic one because i i've chewed on a lot of plastic in my life Mm -hmm. just like little little like namens on the end of a on top of a soda bottle you know, or like uh, zip ties, like that type of plastic that just feels right in some ways. If you're really bored, you've got nothing else to do. Just just give them a little chew. But most of all, I want plastic because I want to be able to eat my drinking vessels, the ones that I don't want to hold forever. I want to have the Willy Wonka experience of picking up a Coke and drinking the whole thing and then as sort of a, a digestif just a nom from the top down to the bottom as just a just you know make use of the whole buffalo this really makes sense because i'm just thinking about you eating your apple cores because you're like i don't fucking hold this I'm just gonna just gonna eat the cyanide and everything you can eat the apple cores everybody and if you want if your one material that you would eat and digest is apple cores congratulations you already live in that reality what about the apple seeds? Are, are, don't apple seeds have cyanide in them? The danger is what makes it so delicious. Why does my why does my apple taste like almonds? Because you got fourteen minutes left to live, Connor. <laughs> it's you know. Start saying your prayers, baby. The dangers of cyanide are much exaggerated. Okay. Uh, what has Agatha Christie taught me? <laughs> Agatha Christie has taught you not to eat apple cores, but she's wrong. She's wrong. You can eat apple cores. I, do your own research, Evan. Okay, now, 
what is the what is the what is the peak number of apple cores that you've eaten in a day then two oh is third time the charm are you gonna drop dead are, are you are you telling people to live super dangerously or do, can you eat 20 are you just using a tenth of your potential Honestly, I think that I'm probably developing an immunity to cyanide. I think I'm going to become Agatha Christie murder-proof okay. if I continue on with my apple cord munchins. Is this just because you've already built up the Iocane poisoning resistance? You just watched Princess Bride way too young, and you're just like, I'm going to just lick small quantities of thing on, things I'm not supposed to until I can lick big quantities of things I'm not supposed to. Listen, you learn about poisons from Agatha Christie. I will learn about poisons from the Princess Bride. I, Dude, I don't know anything about Agatha Christie. I know that she's a murderer lady. I don't read. I'm illiterate. That's Why do you think we're doing an auditory medium right now? There are too many books in this apartment for you to say that you are illiterate. Because I, I know so many of them would not appeal to your partner whatsoever. I mean, I don't know if you've looked into them, but they've all got pictures. They do have a lot of pictures. That's because that I true. read comic books because they're pictures not words fair point illiteracy english major writing for a living now what do you think plastic would taste like i mean real plastic or plastic when you can digest it because i have put plastic in my mouth plastic when you can digest it we've all put we've all toyed around with a little plastic from time to time but now that you have this superhuman ability to digest plastic what does it taste like? It's going to taste like Sweet Baby Ray's sweet red chili sauce because I'm going to slather everything in that because I already <laughs> slather everything in that. I love that sauce so much. We there we couldn't find it out here, so Leah visited home and then brought two bottles of it from Massachusetts because we don't want to give Amazon money and we're stupid. So it's like, hey, chicken. <laughs> there is something delightful about the thought of seeing somebody uh, polishing off uh, a Sprite and then just putting like a little drizzle of barbecue sauce inside of it and shaking it <laughs> until the entire inside is coated and then just munching away at it. I bet, you know, I, I've always thought that I would start with the cap and work my way down. But now I'm thinking, no, this is kind of an ice cream cone situation. If you hold the bottle cap in your hand and you eat it from the little five feet at the bottom first, I feel like that's probably the right way to, to go through a plastic bottle. I'm thinking it's kind of like the Easter question, um, where it's like, do you eat the ass or the ears of the bunny first? And it's like 95% eat, eat the ears first. So yeah. it's going to be like 95% of people start with the straw on their McDonald's <laughs> cup. Um, but I mean, as especially as the world gets more eco-friendly and, you know, all the, you know, the bullshit about the sea turtles is like, we can't use plastic straws anymore. Like, is this answer becoming moot mm. in the colloquial term, not the actual definition? I know you're <laughs> listening to this, Michael. We're, yeah, we're going to, you know what? We could discuss that at length, but there's really, really no point to it. There is an answer at the end of that discussion, but we won't find it. That's fair. Moot is moot. Moot is moot. Um, all right. Before we carry on a uh, similar plastic question, have you put a switch cartridge in your mouth yet? I have not put a Switch cartridge in my mouth you yet. Didn't, you didn't want to find out what, what Nintendo makes it taste like. Did I not want to find out? No. I very much want to find out what it tastes like. I want to find out what every game cartridge tastes like, but I have a thing called a brain that prevents me from doing that at great personal cost. When I forget what the Nintendo Switch cartridge tastes like, I lick it again. Tell, tell me, Evan, what does it taste like? It's not as bad as you think. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, I've... <laughs> all right, we are one step closer to the Willy Wonka reality after all. <laughs> Fuck e me. Evan, Evan, oh, can you already eat plastic? Uh, I I, can eat plastic. I can't digest it. Because <laughs> the question is, can, what can you eat and digest? Yeah, that's a good so, point. So, uh... I don't know. It was just one of those days of just like, you're not supposed to eat this. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm an adult. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. And it does taste bitter. It's got like a weird, it's kind of like a sharp, bright tang to mm. it. I do think if a, you know, a child were to put it in their mouth, that child would then go, Bleh, this isn't Starburst. But you're not a child. But I'm not you're a child. A man. So I'm just going, like, hmm. Hmm. That was better than I thought. Tasting notes. Better put this game back in the Switch before Leah finds out. <laughs> this is a secret between you and me, little Switch cartridge. Ring Fit Adventure tastes like success. 
fitness. Uh, uh, a little tang is kind of what I was thinking. I think plastic would taste very mild in general if, if you do gain the ability to uh, gain nutrition from plastic. I feel like it would be a pretty mild flavor. It'd be really nice. It would take sauces very well. But I was thinking, yeah, like a little little sharp tang is exactly what I was going for. Yeah, I, I feel like if Nintendo really wanted to keep it out of children and adults' mouths, like they would have to make it something more like sour milk or, you know, something that biologically we're averse to because like oh this is spoiled and this will make me sick not ooh weird video game taste yeah yeah you don't want to make it taste like video games you want to make it taste like poop i feel like that would do the job pretty much every time i really don't know what fecal matter tastes like but i feel like if i licked it i'd be like bleh huh that's a you know that's a good point maybe that is exactly what fecal matter tastes like and you just don't know you know it's not as bad as you would think god willing i will never find out there, there. This is this is a bet I will not take. <laughs> I can't wait. One day, one day, when you pass through the pearly gates, you'll get a couple of questions, and one of those will be, "What else does it taste like?" That that switch cartridge, the taste, it has haunted me. I was able to give up the long pork in my late sixties, but I've always quested for that taste. What was it? I've got bad news. <laughs> the, the flavor was inside you all along. I think my question would be. Why did you wait so long to send Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> like, we needed her. We needed her so much sooner. Like, I'm glad we have her when we need her the most. But, like, I want more of her tunes. Like, I, I just remember um, being told about one of the interviews she gave where it's like, yeah, I've got 200 songs in the vault. I'm like, open the fucking vault. <laughs> uh, give me give me all of your music, please. Carly Rae Jepsen. Or as she'll be remembered in the year 2100 after Evan is dead. President Jepson. World <laughs> President Jepson. All right. Uh, I think we're good to go. Wow, that was that was still the plastic question. All right. Roll them bones. Bones rolling. We're looking at 15. 15. Going up. Going up. Going Ooh, up. Ooh, here we see. Okay. All right. What were you obsessing over when you were 12? You know, I think I had the the sort of standard concerns for your average preteen mostly wondering things like when am i going to run into that quicksand what do i do when i encounter it but was that your obsession were you were you focused solely on like looney tunes i need i need to find the quicksand trap and avoid it like was that your only thought you're eating dinner and you, just like the glower <laughs> comes over your face as you're spooning your i don't know um your baked chicken into your mouth and mama fitz just goes Hey Con, you're looking you're looking a little sad. What's going on, bud? And it's just quicksand. Where did you go, boy? To the pit. Deep down in the pit. Yeah, was that your obsession? It was not okay. not my obsession. I, I I guess I would rate that a little lower as more concern. Uh obsessions when I was twelve, I probably still wasn't over Harry Potter at that point. Okay. Probably that was that was one of the fascinations of my childhood. And I think I probably still had quite a bit of that. We'd need to double check the timeline to figure out how many books were out by that point. I feel like Half Blood Prince was around the time that I started really cooling down. Okay. What about you? What were you obsessing over? I'm not sure. Um about the specifics, I remember taking a big portion of my life, and I just double-checked on the Google when it was released, and it was released in 2002, so it, I would have been 10 then. So understanding how my parents got me video games when I was younger, it was definitely Greatest Hits era. It was like, what is the $20 game we can get this kid <laughs> to keep him just quiet and out of our fucking hair? Um, and I'm going to go with that. I was obsessing over kingdom hearts, mm. which is really embarrassing because as a 30 year old man, I am obsessing over kingdom hearts right now. Yeah. I've seen a couple of kingdom hearts paraphernalia scattered around this apartment. Yeah. It was just, there's just something about it. It just unlocked a lot of like childhood things. Um, so I'll go into young Evan before I go into old Evan, I guess. So, um, being a, how, how do I put this kindly? A fucking loser as a kid. Um, didn't really have a lot of friends, uh, wasn't athletic, wasn't, um, loved by my dad, wasn't, uh, cared for by my mom, you know, so we do what we always do and we just, uh, like immerse ourselves into fantasy anime and video games. 
And what is better than an anime video game? <laughs> it hits everything. It's it, got it all, folks. Kingdom so, Hearts. And the best part is, like, I was just so enamored with this stupid story about this, like, weird child from an island going to visit all of the Disney worlds for some reason. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't give a single shit about Disney. I played no Final Fantasy games, and yet Kingdom Hearts was, like, just dopamine injected straight into my brain. Just, like, I want spiky hair. I want a weird not-sword club thing. I want to go walk around with a pissed off duck and <laughs> we've all we all want that duck friend just uh, apparently um one of the things online is uh donald duck is the most powerful mage black mage in the final fantasy universe <laughs> because is it his rage it's uh, akin to that so mm. the the feathers the memes that i i looked up Apparently, in Final Fantasy, one of the strongest spells you get is Flare. I guess it would be akin to Fireball in D&D, where okay. it's just like some really big fuck-off fire move. And the, um, I don't know, like the god dragon in the game, Bahamut, he can do, I think, like Terra Flare. And then... That sounds like like bigger. Yeah. Like right. more. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, Donald Duck sacrifices himself using his entire life energy to cast Zeta Flare. Ooh. To, I don't know, fucking kill a dude, and then Mickey and Goofy are like, Donald, no, you can't do this again. Did Donald Duck die in canon? Yeah, kind of. And if he did so with a giant fire spell, how did it smell? I hope delicious. Gotta be delicious. Um, and which is very fun because Goofy was presumed dead in Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> They're just like, hey, you know, these <laughs> beloved children's characters, fuck them. Yeah, you know, I think that's probably a big part of the appeal of Kingdom Hearts. I think first, I also loved Kingdom Hearts, but I didn't have a PlayStation. So my obsession was sort of a faraway yearning. I remember, I, I don't know how old I was, probably like yeah, around this period of time. Yeah. Uh, I borrowed a PlayStation from a friend of mine for a few weeks okay. so that I could get through Kingdom Hearts top to bottom. Yep. But I think what was great about it was it was like the first crossover, uh, let's bring like the meta groups of stories all together right which was is it's an interesting concept and kind of mind-blowing for a 12 year old yeah and the, they did super cool things like um in hollow bastion where um riku shows back and was like hey sora i'm fucking stronger than you and you're like yeah like gary oak i'm gonna beat you and then no he kicks the shit out of you and it's like yeah. hey guess what here's this fucking stick go and now have a stick and then donald and goofy are like well Sorry, Sora, we need to follow that key thing. And then they just fuck off and you're you're left alone and then Sora dies and turns into a heartless and then you're like wandering around as a heartless and it's 7 a.m. and you've got school in 10 minutes. You're like, I don't have a safe spot. I need to go find a safe spot. What's going on? It it was it just did so much for such a little brain. Yeah, and the storytelling, it was really big, but it was also confusing enough that you never really felt like you knew exactly what was going on. But you loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah. I st and it only got worse from there. I think Kingdom Hearts 2 and onward, everything just got more and more confusing. But I feel like Kingdom Hearts, the original, was just that right amount. Yes, I think... I haven't played it since uh, I was a kid, but I think Kingdom Hearts 1 has the tightest storyline mm. as far as it goes. Have you played Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah. Okay. So you know that Kingdom Hearts 2 has what I like to lovingly refer to as anime bullshit. <laughs> Where everybody's nobody and nobody's everybody. It's just uh, so dumb. Everybody has a twin and their twin has a twin. And everyone's angry and wants Kingdom Hearts for MacGuffin reasons. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's such a dumb series um and i as far as a 30 year old man replaying it i'm still having a goddamn delightful time like <laughs> i was i don't i i don't know what spurred i think i was watching like some speed run hmm. one time and i was like i don't remember kingdom hearts 2 at all and then i'm playing and i'm like how do i not remember this game this is insane like i don't know if you remember but pete uh, Goofy's next door neighbor yeah. in the Goofy movies. Yeah. He goes into the Lion King world and is turned into this disgusting abomination of an animal. 
Um, let me see if I can pull it up for you. I'm so, I'm sorry that we're doing audio medium. Well, this is the audience participation portion. All you folks at home, get your Google ready. And oh just, no! Yeah. Like, oh, that is not good. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what these people were thinking. Is just like, let's just make the most fucked up version of Pete we can. But it's messed up in a way that feels accurate to lions and pete like yeah. it's disturbing on purpose which I, I think is my favorite part and i just like i got to the cutscene as an adult i'm like how do i not remember this this should be in my nightmares i think i think the best thing about it is that they didn't compromise on his square square teeth in turning him into a lion you would think, well, this guy is obviously a predator. Let's make him even scarier looking. But no, they kept the square teeth that look like they just they chew on nothing but each other in his face exactly the way they've always been. But yeah, I, it was just one of those things of like, I don't know what to do with my time now that I have time. Um, hmm. So I'm just going to go play childhood games again and see if I can feel that spark of joy once more. And um, I don't know if it's worked. Hmm. but I'm a lot more versed in the Kingdom Hearts lore than I've ever been, and I think I'm sad because of it. I don't yeah. regret it, but it's just one of those moments of just like, this is what you're choosing to do with your life? You sure? No. Quicksand. Harry Potter. All right, last, last roll of the day. Yeah, it's an eight. Eight. Man, we're all low numbers today. Oh, yes. I'm feeling it. Eight. Oh, okay, cool. You have a dessert named after you. What is it, Connor? Oh, I want something with layers to it, and I want a surprising component in there somewhere, and I feel like just making it spicy would be easy, but kind of a cop-out. I want what's I, I want a, I want a dessert with an element to it that doesn't belong in a dessert until you have this specific thing. Hmm. Pop rocks. Well, your dessert is just pop rocks. It's, <laughs> it's just ripping open the bag and just crackling on the tongue. It's, it's not you're just, just pop rocks. Not just pop rocks. Oh, sorry. Your your layers. So your two bags of pop rocks poured into your mouth all at once. Yeah. We yeah. all did that as a kid, Connor. <laughs> Come up with a real fucking answer, please. Ooh. Well, there's pop rocks in it. I want to say it's pop rocks you don't expect. It's gonna it's gonna be pop rocks that take you by surprise. Is it a Terry orange? with pop rocks in it because i have that on top of my fridge right now because i don't know if you grew up in a household where you got christmas oranges but i did mm -hmm. and then i oh, was yeah. i was at the at, at the grocery store and i saw chocolate orange with pop rocks in it. like i am 12 years old i am going to buy that now <laughs> <laughs> well uh no because apparently that's already been done and is named a terry orange with pop rocks which doesn't sound like me at all Sorry, Connor Orange with Pop Rocks. <laughs> um, gotta get the branding correct. Yes, well, it's named after me. We gotta get it right. Uh, no. Also, no, I'm gonna go with no on that one again. It's going to be, I think, like a fried dough kind of shell with ice cream on the inside and Pop Rocks. On top or inside? Because you did say they were a surprise. Yeah, I think... Uh, so let's see. I don't want. I don't want it to be too fancy. This this should not be like a high intensity, difficult to prepare kind of a dessert. You're definitely not a highbrow kind of guy. No, I'm really not. And there's pop rocks in it, so, yeah. <laughs> so we can't we can't go that route. Um, I'm I'm now kind of confused because I'm sorry to keep derailing you, but I'm thinking of the chemical makeup of pop rocks, not like insofar as what it is but just like they pop when they get wet wouldn't the yeah. fried grease start set god we're talking about you and grease again jesus christ maybe maybe it's a dessert that eats itself before you even get to it does, it's got pop rocks in it and you're like oh, oh there's pop rocks you know, in it and maybe, then it turns out yeah, I, yeah there used to be but then the ice cream ate it okay maybe it's like a fajita situation where it's popping as it comes out to you Ooh. and then when it comes out you're just like oh because the the, the, sizzle, the sizzle for fajitas only lasts long enough to make it from the kitchen to your table. Okay, you know what? So it, what'll what'll have to be instead is that uh, it'll on the very there'll be sizzle on the outside. It'll be something that comes sizzling from the kitchen with pop rocks, but there'll also be a small ball 
of I feel like chocolate's the easy way to go, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go more like a like a strawberry cream kind of center to it. It'll be cool. strawberry ice cream with this ball in the center. And once you find it, you'll get a second layer of pop rocks that you can make you can you can get those into your mouth and it'll activate at that point. Okay. Cool. I would I like that. Because I was thinking uh something akin to chocolate lava cake where like if you like break the portion certainly it drops pop rocks into the liquid and it's kind of like a cocomento situation where it mm-hmm. just like explodes at the table yeah 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 something kind of like that but it'll be something you've got a quest around inside the ice cream to find it and it'll you can order the ice cream at this restaurant uh with sparkles or no sparkles why would you ever get it without sparkles some people aren't fun evan some people don't want pop rocks you know what I have to say to those people? What do you have to say to those people? Go eat somewhere else. <laughs> this is a Stroopwafels by default situation. <laughs> I love that. All, oh, careful. You're tugging the audio station. Got it. Um, I love that all of your establishments are, hey, it's my way or the highway, bucko. Customer's always right. Fuck you. You're always wrong unless you get what I'm selling. Yeah, more antagonistic by default. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Tell me about your bespoke dessert. We're here to please me. We're here to please me. You're here to give me money. <laughs> I am an artist. So I love the the depth and thought and creativity that has gone into yours. Because once again, I have to differ from you greatly. Because <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I know what I am. And I'm a fat little boy. <laughs> is it just is this just gonna be a mug of hot? hot fudge is that is that really what we're going with it it is that it is that vein it is that vein of that vein of of sweets because i know myself too much and i like overly sweet things Mm -hmm. um i have such an awful sweet tooth i get it from my dad um and i've gotten better at dealing with it but i have a weakness and that weakness is cake cake and the reason that i'm weak to cake is because you can refrigerate cake and when you refrigerate cake the buttercream icing turns from frosting into this sweet brick of cavities and ever since i was little i was like oh sweet my sister's birthday is here (laughs) We're going to keep the cake in the fridge. Save the cake. So I would just go in and I would just eat the cake for the frosting. So if I'm going to be honest with you, me, our two listeners, and God Almighty himself, (laughs) my signature dessert is cold buttercream frosting with the cake ripped out so you don't have to deal with any of the bullshit. No. You just get a sugar fucking high and you're out of there. Okay. All right. So, so do you still have like the granules of cake that used to be attached to the buttercream? Is there is there like <laughs> a ritualistic? We need to make the cake and then separate it before we serve it to you. Sort of component to it, so you know that cake died for the making of this dessert. I think it has to be. Okay. I, I don't think we're going to get the correct shape, so we'll have to cut it in, into the cake sliced triangles. Okay. Because it was always a circular cake. It was not. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't ever any of that rectangular bullshit. It was. It was a circle and cut cut like a pizza pie. So you gotta you gotta carve out the cake. So yep. the that that ever so important middle strip of frosting <laughs> stays in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um. God, this is just feeling like that episode of Seinfeld where uh, they're doing top of the muffin to you. Yeah. And it's where the muffin breaks away from the bottom. And it's just like, what do we do with the bottom of the muffins? Well, you know, I'm going to come down on the unpopular side on this cake discussion and on the muffin. I find the bottom of the muffin the best okay. part I and do the like cake the t- of the cake. I, I like, the like the cake in the cake more than the frosting in the cake. Okay. Yeah, Leah's the same way. She, she, prefers, she prefers the cake. And I'm just like, I just... I just want to feel gross. Just uh, give me, just give me sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes you such a great pair is that you can be gross and she can have her cake and eat it too. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I thought for a moment, maybe that this would be something like, I'm going to sculpt the buttercream in such a way that, that it'll look like a dessert, but it's not, it's, it's just, I took the cake out of the cake Yep. and, 
made it cold for you here have it yep I mean, I also think that this, well, this is this is my signature dessert named after me. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody else doing this kind of nonsense. Nope. No. 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 You're right about that. Yeah, especially especially as we get older, it's like, oh, this cake's too sweet. I need the different. Fr-. No. Give it. Give. <laughs> let it hurt. I want. I want my tongue and my teeth dyed as your blue from that <laughs> one specific Walmart deli dye that you only get there that stains everything. And so what do you what do you name this delightful dish? Well, it's named after me, so it's just Evan. Just Evan. Evan. I'll take Evan. I'll take Give Evan. me the Evan, please. Evan. It's not I, 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 can I sell you maybe on like cake a la Evan, Evan. or cake in the Evan style. Evan. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I just want you to know that this is this is not helping you with your uh yes. Evan. Yep. Yep. Uh <laughs> Uh, this is not helping with your uh, your insistence that you're not flirting with anybody at any point when you want people to come to a restaurant and say, I'd like Evan, please. Evan. You in the mood for something sweet? <laughs> I'll take Evan. I honestly thought... Evan looks good tonight. <laughs> Evan always looks good, baby. Who wants to split Evan with me? Best part, I don't like dessert. I just want more dinner. <laughs> I grew up in a household is like... Oh, what did you have for dessert when you when you were a kid? I had a second spoonful of whatever dinner was. <laughs> Do you have space for dessert? You have space for more shepherd's pie. Except when it comes around to birthday time. I, you want me to make it even worse? Yep. Oh, this was like fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to have some cake right now. <laughs> going to throw away this bullshit. <laughs> I wasn't wasteful. I ate the cake first and then the frosting. Because, yeah, because dessert should come with its own internal dessert. <laughs> and I you had to you had to eat your vegetables, <laughs> cake before you can get to the dessert. Frosting, frosting. cold frosting, cold, cold frosting, hard be cold. frosting. <laughs> <laughs> if the cake, as as an adult, if the cake comes with whipped cream frosting, I throw it away. <laughs> I don't want any of that bullshit. It's not sweet. It's not hard. It's a waste of my fucking time. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to be honest when you were saying, oh, this, you're not helping with the I didn't expect you to go into the flirting. I thought you're going into not being fat. No, 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 no. That 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 spoke for itself. Okay. Yeah. Well, recurring jokes that last forever. Mm-hmm. I'm good if you are. Let's call it a day. Cool. That's another one in the can. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to have a parasocial relationship with us. <laughs> Hey gang, future Evan again. Um, we do have social media now. We didn't at point of recording, but we do now. So that's why I'm here speaking to you as opposed to these past chuckleheads who uh, know what they're doing and are cool guys. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah, if you want to ask us some questions, feel free to send whatever you got at, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, lemonanswers at gmail.com. Lemonanswers at gmail. Um but if you want to hang out with us on social media when we remember that we have it and are active, um, we've got TikTok and Instagram accounts. Uh, both handles are the answer is a lemon. Um, so just uh, feel free to say hey or don't. Whatever. Have a good one. Be well. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Can't can't say thank you enough. You're awesome. Bye. Um, but if you do want to leave a review, fucking a dog. If not, I ain't gonna pressure you. I ain't a cop. Have a good day. Love you. Bye. Yo. Oh, that's not the thing.